Welcome back to the baseball podcast. We're here with, you know, our friend and yours, our best friend and yours, I would like to correct, uh, Ben Silver. <laughs> okay, Ben, welcome back to the podcast. Pleasure um, to be here as always, fellas. How does it feel to watch a Phillies team that is freshly, no longer entirely incompetent? How are we feeling about that? Oh, it feels, honestly, I sleep better. I wake up better. I live better. I I eat. I do. I, every Life is better when the Phillies are 500, really. When the Phillies have a good bullpen, life is good. So what happens if they lose to the Astros tonight? I'm sad. Life is awful. As then soon as they lose then, then you have a bad diet. You're not getting yeah. any sleep. The cloud exactly. comes right back. <laughs> I'm not even entirely joking about that. I sleep. I probably get an extra like 45 minutes of sleep when the Phillies are winning the night before. Yeah. All right. All right. So you know what? Phillies, you heard it here first. Okay. The health benefits of the Phillies winning. Limitless. Win for Ben. Say. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly. Do it we for noticed, ben my, my wife is watching. She's she's been watching Love Is Blind, which like okay. Oh, but yeah, yeah. but well, it is hilarious to come. And <laughs> it's like, hmm. I know. I've watched too much of that. Well, I, didn't, oh, whoa. I never. Okay. I never know who anybody is and who's the bad guy and stuff. So I come in and just like laugh at them all. But anyway, she's watching through that, and like these people are all idiots, and they're on reality TV, so they'll do something stupid, and then she'll get all bent out of shape and be like, "How could he treat her that way?" And I'm like, "Why are you letting it bum me out of TV show?" And then she'll be like, "The Phillies ruin your night when they lose," and I'm like, "Fair enough. The Phillies are my love is blind. I guess you're right." Yeah. I, but I, you know like, what? Oh, go ahead, Ben. No, I was just gonna say I've been press ganged into watching way too many Love Is Blind episodes, and every time I I do it unwillingly, and every time it makes me more and more upset. But please keep going. I like talking about Love Is Blind. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, yeah, so is... welcome back to the Love Is Blind podcast. Yeah. Here we yeah. are. <laughs> I have not seen any episodes, so I'm gonna go ahead and say I despise him. Can you believe Cole how I feel. to Zainab or whatever her name is? I don't know. I'm making Zainab. I think Zaynab that's sounds like a name that would be on that show. Yeah, that's like I've watched like four episodes. Zaynab sounds like if you took a name that would be on the show and spelled it backwards. Yeah. That'd be Banas. Banas. <laughs> yeah, it's Banya. Yeah, yeah. The yeah, best, there it is. Jerry, the best. There it anyway, is. We're, we're here to talk about the Phillies. That's true. Yeah. Takeaways from the what are your biggest takeaways from the Phillies being good? Which players in particular? I mean, my my biggest excitement is Jose Alvarado, who's he's oh, the best yeah. reliever in baseball. Um, yeah, how weird but, is that? I mean, honestly, not that weird. He's been the best reliever in baseball for the last like eleven months since he got sent down to uh from the end of you know last year, going back to when he got sent down to AAA in June. He had something like a one five ERA, and like his fit was below one. The only guy who was comparable to him was Edwin Diaz. I'm not gonna say I predicted him to be this good, but like. I, I had a feeling yeah. that less up pour one out for uh <laughs> for the Mets boy over there. But uh That's true. I, I mean I'm just I I'm in love with this bullpen. There's no reason why they cannot be the number one, you know, unit in the league with Kimbrell and Soto and Sir Anthony. And I like Brogdon and Bilotti and who the hell knows if uh Luis Ortiz is legit, but he hasn't walked a guy this year. I mean, there's no one out of the pen right now that I you know, don't like other than maybe Junior Marte. Even Andrew Vasquez has been good this season. Right. Yeah, he Junior Marte is a, is a great candidate for a future rando going down the line. Yeah, yeah he, he'll, really? he'll be this team's Ayude Brito. But can yeah. I uh, can I can I <laughs> ask you a question? Wood. 
Yeah. Can I ask you a question? Oh, we'll get there. Bullpen? Don't worry. Yeah, we'll get there. <laughs> Can I ask you a question about this bullpen, Ben? I do have some concerns, and I think other people do as well. The bullpen's been terrific. I was convinced Craig Kimbrell was utterly washed after the way he finished mm. with the Dodgers and the way he started with the Phillies. But he's pitched well the past couple of games, so I'm, I'm hoping that I'm wrong. But my mm. question is, we've seen this happen a lot where Matt Strom, they clearly don't want to overexpose him. So he only threw 60 pitches yesterday. He was phenomenal, but a lot of people thought, thought that Rob Thompson pulled him early. And Rob Thompson's I guess the way I'd put it is the bullpen's been ridden hard and put away wet. And do you worry that this is going to like burn them out, I guess, because it, there's some older guys in there. There's not a lot of bulk relievers other than Andrew Vasquez. And I guess Brogdon likes to go two innings sometimes. Like, do you worry this is going to catch up to them later on in the year? The fact that their starters are pretty much only going five innings pretty much every game. So I have three thoughts on that. And let's hope by the time I get to the second thought, I still remember what the third thought is, but firstly, <laughs> um, my my, I am concerned about the bullpen in that capacity. Yes, um, they do have a lot of one inning guys. But the other thing is their bullpen depth is actually not bad. I, we joke about Junior Marte, but there is a good pitcher in there. I I look at him and I just see a worse Sir Anthony Dominguez. He is to Sir Anthony as Gregory Soto is to Jose Alvarado. He's just the slimmer version who throws a little bit softer. <laughs> um, but first I'd like you know Marte to get some some control of that fastball first. He has got a great sinker and a great slider. But um, I need to see more from him. All and, right. you know, he had that horrible opening to the season. He pitched pretty well yesterday. You know, he manages counts well. And I think got through the inning something like eight or nine pitches. Maybe it was 11 or 12. I, I can't say for certain, but I, I like Vasquez and Bilotti and Ortiz at the back of the bullpen. They, they, you know, give me some confidence that if, you know, either the top four guys go down, that one of those guys will step up and, and fill in that role. Uh, that said, um, there, there is, there are issues with pulling Strom early. Not that that's the wrong decision. Um, there are two reasons for that. Um, a being, I think the Phillies plan to move Strom back to the bullpen once mm -hmm. Suarez comes back to pitch. And I think they're going to take it really slow with Suarez. They don't want to do with him what they did a few years ago, where he would come in and he'd pitch three innings, then they'd piggyback him. I think that they want Suarez to come back ready to throw 80 to 90 pitches and they'll build him up to 90 to 100. Mm -hmm. uh, secondly, Strom... I believe his most innings of the season is something like 115. And they're just not ready to, you know, throw him out there and say, all right, bud, go seven innings in April. And we expect you to do that for the rest of the season. Because if they do that for the rest of the season, he's going to blow past his innings limit so hard that he's either not going to be effective by the end of the year this year, or he won't be effective next year. And right now they're just trying to manage those counts and make sure he doesn't overexert himself. And, and those are, you know, my, my three points that I did not forget any of. I'm impressed. Round of applause real fast for that. You yeah, got well done. You. Yeah, if you could curtsy, I would ask you to. Um, I, I'll bet I, that. Beautiful. <laughs> Just what we're looking for. Um, yeah. I think you make some good points. And I, I agree. I don't I don't know that pulling Matt Strom was the wrong decision. Obviously worked out yesterday because they – they held the Mariners scoreless. I just do worry it's going to catch up with them. But I guess they do have some depth coming back. Christopher Sanchez is going to be sort of the weird swingman thing that he always is. Nick Nelson can come back and I guess sort of be Andrew Vasquez again and just be the long guy. So, like, they do have some of that. But I don't know. I don't know. I guess I just – or do you see their starting pitchers being able to go further in games? Like, obviously, we're hoping Nolan Wheeler get back on track. What's up with Taiwan Walker, man? Like, he's just he's – just, he picks an inning to just walk the yard. 
Yeah, I, I'm <laughs> not concerned about the starting pitching in the long run. Let's say Nola and Wheeler will figure it out. Frankly, I think Wheeler is fine as is. He's gotten some really unlucky soft contact bloops. His, mm-hmm. his advanced stats say he's already pitching really well, and I think that's going to meter out through the day, yeah, the rest of the year. Uh, Nola, I'm a little bit concerned with velocity-wise. Wheeler's had some troubles as well, but I'm a little bit less concerned. Um, Nola needs to figure things out. I have every confidence that he will because his track record says he does every year and the guy has like never been injured in his whole career aside from 2017 or 2016, maybe, maybe both Uh, Walker, I thought was a bad signing when they, when they signed him, but I I still think that he's very good for a four starter. And I think that by the end of the year, he'll have an ERA somewhere between three, six and four, four. And as long as he can pitch 150 innings, I'm fine with that. If you need to, you know, send him to the IL for a month at some point and have strong back in the rotation, we know that works at some point. Andrew Painter will come back too. They have seven guys who I feel really comfortable with starting games. And at some point, another one will go down and someone will step in their place. I'm just hoping that at no point we have three of those guys go down. As long as five of them are in the rotation at all times, the Phillies have one of the best starting rotations in baseball. Just look for look for the dominance to start occurring, and I have every confidence that it'll happen soon. Yeah, I think it is, it has been a thing that we've sort of missed in the past. We're kind of used to the Phillies not really having any depth at all. And we see, like, you know, yeah, at first base, they didn't have any depth, really. So, you know, they got mm-hmm. they got tested hard there. And, you know, what are you going to do? You have two injuries there. Like, what are you – sorry, I, I should be using my drops for this. You get two injuries there. What are you going to do? Yeah. Uh, As Tony but, Soprano so eloquently put it. Yeah. Uh, in, the, in the starting rotation, like you pointed out, I mean, you got seven guys – who can come in and give you quality innings, which we did not expect going into the season. I don't think any of us thought that Strom not was going to end up being stretched out. And Strom's been the best pitcher so far. So, you know, it it, it is kind of a, a welcome surprise to see, like, oh, well, the Phillies actually have the ability to maybe sustain an injury to a starting pitcher. That's very strange. <laughs> this usually is not the case with this team. They've sustained two injuries to starting pitchers, and they're still 500, even after, you know, their offense has been good but unable to drive runners in. Yeah. And they're, it, it's been, frankly, phenomenal as well as they've done with injuries to, you know, what should be their three-starter and their four-starter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and also, I mean, injuries to Aaron Nola's effectiveness. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, as much as we've complained at times – like me and Ethan will text each other, you know, when the Phillies are getting shut out by what was his name? Ashcraft. What's his oh, first God. name? A Graham, Graham Ashcraft. Yeah. Graham Ashcraft. Yeah. We're texting each other, dude, just ready to ready to unalive ourselves, many call it. Mm-hmm. We're like, dude, how are they not doing anything against this guy? But like, you know, you consider all the adversity that they've faced so far, and they're not the only team, but, you know, the fact that they're 500, it's a lot better than it felt like two weeks ago when they, Absolutely. like, almost, did they lose the series to the Reds, or did they split it? They, I think they split they it, They won right? the first series, and they split the second series. Yeah, which, you know, they almost they lost be doing. the season series That was a wild Reds. ride. That was a wild ride. Yeah, well, but now then- we're, we're, we're starting to see some some performances from you know guys that we were hoping to see performances from like uh like nick castellanos who has been a little bit of a pleasant surprise to start the season 
more than a um, pleasant surprise. Yeah. Uh, I was hoping for a bounce back, and I'm not convinced that, you know, that this is it. But so far, signs have been really good. He's been especially on fire over the past week or so. Yeah, um, he finally started hitting some homers, which is very nice. And uh, yeah, I think we're getting the Nick Castellanos that we we paid for. We paid for, not the yeah. Phillies. We paid not for John him. Middleton. I signed right. that hundred million dollar yeah. check. Yeah, yeah that well, was Ben. Us. Is Ben is the Nick Castellanos <laughs> bounce back real or legit for that? One? Uh, I think I don't think that this Nick Castellanos we're seeing right now is necessarily the real Castellanos, but he's a hell of a lot better than the one we saw last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, not to go too deep into the advanced stats because people talking about advanced stats on podcasts are nerds, and I I try not to be a nerd. I I emphasis on try, not always successful. Right. Ben, look at me and Tom. You're worried about not yeah. being the coolest person on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you guys. Hey, you guys. Hey, you have the big baseball behind you. I really cannot That's match cool up point. to that. We, hey, you, we wait, love wait, analytics, wait. though. You, you look like foolish baseball. That's all you need in life. That is a wonderful compliment. Um, <laughs> have you not gotten about, that before? It's like I, I haven't. I I have uh, seen him in person though, and I really wish I had yeah. spoken to him. Um, oh, why did but, you? Yeah, he seems like everything I would like to be, like funny and personable and knows about baseball. So so I think you guys are going to like this story, but I was at winter meeting at the winter meetings back in December, and okay. I spent much of those walking around like a lost puppy, having no idea what, what the fuck I was doing or where the fuck to go. Right. Relatable. Because it's just, yeah, it's just a bunch of old baseball jagoffs just, you know, sitting around drinking. And, you know, you sit at the bar, you yeah. buy a, a guy a couple drinks, try and find out some rumors. You sit in the right. workroom and, you know, try and bang in an article or two. But it's hard to do that for four days for 24 that hours. That actually sounds terrible. I mean... <laughs> there are parts that are fun. Um, like I was going to say, I, like, like being like, I'm going to the winter meeting sounds super cool. Sitting around like swilling scotch with old men, like does not sound fun. The swilling scotch part is fantastic. The old men part less so. Um, <laughs> right. But uh, I, you know, I spent most of the meetings walking around like a lost puppy, just going through like the different floors of the hotel, just seeing, you know, trying to run into people. Uh, and I don't want to say that, uh, Bailey from Foolish Baseball was doing the same thing, but I think he was doing the same thing. I saw him just walking around aimlessly a lot of the time, and people were like coming up to him, like yeah. asking for pictures. And uh, I just I felt a little weird doing that. I was like, I don't I don't want to bother him. I know? would love to see that side by side. Are you kidding me? You he's, guys, he's very short. Like he's oh. he's shockingly you, short. I really did not expect that. I also are you, uh, are you tall? Like him just stoop down. I think. Yeah, I mean. Not tall, tall. I'm like six. Ben's foot, like so. average height. You got me. Beat. Yeah, I'm. I'm bang one, average. One thing that we realized uh, post Ben's first appearance was that I had actually met Ben before at yeah. a baseball game. <laughs> I went and played several with times. His, I think. Yeah, I went and played with his team, and we were like, "Huh? Well, you know what? I'm pretty sure we've met before." <laughs> yeah. There's. It was I don't know I how mean, we missed it the first I mean, time, I, but I feel confident saying you and I have not met before. Yeah, the, yeah. probably not. Hey, you, I, ever, although, you ever been in Havertown Starbucks? No. <laughs> <laughs> I will say though, Tom, if if you had said I feel confident that you and I have never met before on our first podcast, I would have agreed. I meet yeah. so many people playing baseball that I just forget instantly. It's like people tell mm. me their names, and I just go in one ear and out the other. It's not intentional. Right. I just I can't. I terribly face blind and name right. blind for that matter too not a good combination yeah th- um, that does seem like a disadvantage 
We love you yeah. for who you are. Don't worry. That's true. We got <laughs> way far. We got way far afield. Yeah. Back to the so, Phillies. Nick Castellanos. Yes. Is he the yes. 140 OPS plus guy that we've seen this year? Is he like the 90 OPS plus guy from last year, or is he maybe like 110? I'm thinking like 120. Uh, most most of the stuff I've read is that he's overperforming pretty significantly. But the thing is, he's performing so well right now that. Mm-hmm. Even if he's overperforming, he's still going to be a good player. His OPS right now is 920, OPS plus 153. I mean, it's just hard to, to argue against those numbers. His walk rate's up. I think even his K rate's down. It is not. It's up 1%. I just checked. Right. But his walk rate is, is the highest of his career right now by far. It's up That's the unsustainable part. Well, now, one, one thing I, I don't think so. Him. You don't think oh, so? Ahead. Okay. All no, right. I don't think go so at on. all. I, the approach that I'm seeing at the plate is that in general, he's swinging less. He's still swinging and missing just as much, if not more, than he did last year. But his, his swing percentage in general, and I, I haven't looked at these stats, so I could be wrong, but I feel mm-hmm. pretty certain that he's just swinging at fewer pitches, and it's allowed him to be more selective. It's allowed him to, you know, poke the fastballs on the opposite side of the zone into right field. It's allowed him to get power on the inside fastballs instead of swinging wildly at everything and allowing the other pitchers to throw sliders on the outside part of the zone. The thing that is unsustainable for me is the BABIP, which is 435 right now. It's a solid 103 points above his career average. It's going to come down. It has to. But even still, I think that, you know, walk rate up, home run rate up a little bit from last year hitting the ball harder, hitting fewer fly balls, hitting more line drives. Right. I, I think the Phillies have an improved Castellanos. If not a peak Castellanos, a good Castellanos. Now, yeah. one thing I'm also seeing is that this isn't a huge drop-off, but you know, I, I feel like it could make a, a big difference. Is uh, Last year, his average exit velocity was 87.6, which is easily the lowest of his career. And it's back up around like his career average at 89.1 his career average is looks like 89.2 so Mm -hmm. i'm guessing that i think i don't know if we talked about this with you but we've definitely talked about it with with other people that uh castiano seemed like he suffered from a wrist injury last year in like may or june and And, as well yeah and i could see that if if he's just straight up not hitting the ball as hard you start to press and he's always been free swinging to begin with. So, you know, mm-hmm. I'm wondering if you know, now that he feels better and he's hitting the ball harder, he, you know, maybe he's pressing less and he's back to his old approach. I mean, yeah. So, so I looked up the numbers and get this. So his swing percentage last year in general swung at 57% of pitches, which is just heinous. I mean, that, that <laughs> is the highest of his career. Um, this year it is down to an even 50%. Last year, you're swinging at 43.6% of pitches outside the zone. This year mm-hmm. is down to a nearly career low, his lowest since 2015 at 34.9%. And I feel I, like that's the big thing. Like yeah, last year, he just got a steady diet of curveballs and sliders down and away, and he just would not stop swinging over the top of them. And yeah. now he swings at them sometimes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Which is like a he huge. He even hits like, them sometimes. Yeah, but like now he actually has laid off some, and I feel like that's made them actually put balls in the zone now. And now he could do something with that. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I mean, so he's actually this is really interesting to me. He's actually making contact on six percent fewer pitches outside of the zone, but he's swinging at nine percent fewer pitches outside the zone. I don't want to make any inferences on that because. 
I, I don't know these stats intimately. Like I know OPS or even Babbitt mm. or Woba, something stupid like that. But right. it, to me, it, it says that he's just, he's swinging less often in general, but when he is swinging, he's making cleaner contact. And that's all I want from Cassie. I think he was not great mentally last year, you know, come, moving to Philly at the end of spring training, having a kid, you know, slumping, which, you know, creates its own feedback loop of, man, I'm slumping. I'm in a new place. I have a new kid. What am I going to do? And I just don't think he was focused out there. And it's noticeable on defense as well. He, for his entire career, has been like a first or second or third percentile outs above average guy. This year, he's something like 34th percentile. You have a guy who's 34th percentile in right field. That's not bad. It's not good, but it's very playable, and it's not the sort of guy you have in DH. It's it's really weird because – well, I was just going to say, it's really weird that, like, since Harper can't DH yet, I just assumed Castellanos would most of the time be the DH because he was brutal last year. Like, he was, like, unplayable last year. And it's gotten to the point where now Kyle Schwarber is taking more of the DH reps, I think. I don't have the numbers in front of my head. But, like, it yes. seems to me like Kyle Schwarber has now become the weakest link of the outfield defense. Without a doubt. His his speed this year as well is just uh, atrocious. I mean, his speed has dropped off, like, a bit by bit every year, as you would expect for someone who uh, – Are we talking about Kyle like Schwarber? A, yeah, who is shaped like a yeah. – Oh, dude, hits he like runs like, dude, he runs like me. It's awful. It's, <laughs> he didn't used to be that slow. Even last year, he wasn't that slow. He's still – like, what – 12 bases last year he was like you know had had not good sprint speed but like solidly below average he's the slowest guy in baseball this year don't quote me on that he's one of the slowest guys in baseball and it's, it's a problem Pujols retired man that's what happens yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it really set the bar a lot higher. yeah where Pujols was wrecking the curve <laughs> yeah um one thing i what was i gonna say we we went to Schw- oh cassiano's defense um i saw this is a YouTube short that I'm going to cite. You know, I haven't looked at the numbers or anything. I hate defensive stats. They don't make any sense to me, and they don't make any sense to anybody else either, so I don't feel bad about it. But I saw that, that you know, doing their analytics, the Phillies determined that Castellanos is terrible on everything except, like, balls that are in and to his left. So they just that. moved him over, and they were like, play everything like that. And you're going to be a better defender. And they made that change like late last year. And that's why he was making all those like sliding grabs in the outfield in the postseason. And, yeah, and he went that's left the other true, day too and made a sliding grab, which was yeah, phenomenal. If, if that's or true. It was right. Sorry. Yeah. That's a nice simple fix. That might be what it is. I don't remember if it was left or right. I but it was it. like in and to one side. No, I remember he, this. It was in go, and to going his to his left. Yeah. It was definitely yeah. going to his left. And because he was it, above it, average it on that only. That. <laughs> after that yeah. game against the Braves where he saved Ranger Suarez at the end and he right. came in and to his left and, and slid and right. also I just have to point out Tom I have never heard you sound so old than your <laughs> your take on defensive metrics right now well, than you being like with their analytics they talk about their stats you it's sound like not, Chris Russo it's they not that I think they're useless it's just that like they're so difficult to use that like the average fan it really isn't going to be able to I don't make... think they're at the point yet, like like mm-hmm. offensive numbers, where you can look at it and go, this is what will happen. Like, I think defensive metrics right. are, like, 
pretty close. Like they're like a really good guy is going to look really good and a really bad guy is going to look really bad. And there's a lot of noise in the middle, but dude, you sounded like mad dog Russo right there. Yeah. being Like these kids, they don't make sense to anybody. They're ruining the game with this pitch clock. I'm sorry. I'm getting Yeah. I, I looked at, <laughs> I looked at defensive analytics and I said, I despise him. You know, I do have oh. to ask you, this is just my opinion, Ben. I haven't been watching a ton of mm-hmm. uh, non Phillies games lately. Just been working a lot and stuff. Right. Right, why do the Phillies why. keep violating the pitch clock on offense and defense? Like, how difficult can this be to go, guys? You have to look at the clock. This number, you have to be ready, and they just can't I, figure this out. I don't know. Soto and Kimball. Is this is this Rob uh, Thompson's fault? Is this, I don't know what Thompson's fault. I, I get it with like Kimbrel and Soto because they're just guys who've always taken a long time, but. I, why, why, there's no reason that the hitter ever needs to be violating the pitch clock. Get in the It's like I, I'm a pitcher. When I pitch and things are going badly, I'll take like 30 seconds between pitches sometimes just to reset, you know, take a few deep breaths. Right. I get, you know, violating it. You're just not paying attention sometimes. Just get in the box and hit. Put the bat up. It's not hard. Right. You don't need how it, do you many ridiculous. times do you need to adjust your gloves? Now, it's in ridiculous. hitter's defense, okay. Hitters will do the same thing. Like when you see a hitter step out and adjust his gloves, it's not because his gloves are coming off. That's like a mental reset that they'll do. But, but the way that I've answered this question, whenever anybody asks me what I think of like the pitch clock, I'm always like, they get paid enough. They'll figure it out. Exactly. Yeah. They get paid exactly. more than enough to make the adjustment. <laughs> yeah, I totally if I have agree. to watch, and Craig Kimbrell's been pitching well lately. Thank God. But if I have mm-hmm. to watch him do his like condor thing, one more, which I've always thought was cool, but him running that down to like six seconds and then coming set and then delivering the pitch at like zero one every single time. I have to right. go my doll every time I watch Craig Kimbrell. Yeah. Dude, it's brutal. Yeah, he's it's trying hard. to run out the clock. He thinks like it's he's, football. He's, He's been good, but like it's 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 terrible to watch. Like it just gives me heartburn. I'm sorry. The pitch clock has been really bothered. I love the pitch clock. The Phillies with the pitch clock has been yeah, totally could not agree more. And actually, I want to go back real quick to the defensive analytics thing, Tom, that you were talking about. Because on one hand, totally agree, defensive analytics are are uh, just ridiculous. Like they're kind of out of hand. I use that's above average all the time, and I have no idea what it means. And for that reason, I think it's kind of dumb. I'm still going to keep using it though, but DRS, I actually, I recently figured out, eh, maybe not recently, I, DRS totally makes sense to me and I'll explain it as quickly as I can. Do you guys know what range factor is? Yes. No. Yes. Okay. I I know enough about it that I don't really look at it anymore. Yeah. So it's it's not particularly useful, right? No, so range factor is basically the only stat that goes into defensive run saved. Defensive run saved is just really? how many, yeah, how much more often does a player make a play than the average player? So you just look at a player's like range factor per nine, divide it by the league average range factor per nine, and then multiply it by the number of innings. And then okay. each run is worth 10 outs. So if a player makes 10 outs more on average, you know, over a certain, over the course of a season, that's one defensive run saved. And it's a good stat when you're looking at like a four year sample size, because it just takes forever to average out because most players only get like four to five plays a game. If way less than that, actually like two to three plays a game. If you're an outfielder, you might only get one to two plays a game. Right. So it, it just takes forever to even out. But once it does even out, it, I think it's a really good indication of what kind of defensive player you are, because in reality, that's what matters is how often you get to the ball. It's not your arm. It's not, you know, your defensive instincts, which do matter. It's mostly just, can you get to the ball and can you prevent, you know, it from getting by you? 
that's that's essentially the school of thought. And I think as a very, very basic stat, I, I think it's good. And I, I'd like to see something, you know, like range factor plus be be created so we can just right. It, it makes Thank a little you. bit more sense to people. Thank you for taking the time to explain that to Grandpa Tom over here. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, like I like the that idea of yeah, yeah, I know. I like the idea of having like a range factor plus or something that's equivalent to like ERA plus or like OPS yeah. plus. Oh yeah, not, that's all I look at anymore. Not no one knows what DRS means for, without looking into it. Right. Not yeah. necessarily to be like the only thing you look at, but like it can be like a one stop shop if that's what you need. Like, you're not going to get a complete understanding yeah. from OPS Plus necessarily because you might look over and you're like, oh, we had a 200 OPS Plus, and then you look in and, oh, we had five at-bats, you know? Yeah. But, right. it, like, to have something that just gives you one number, like, this is how good this guy generally is according to the numbers. Yeah, that would I mean, be I That's probably the best you can hope for. But um, where were we going with the, the DRS? So is that a Castellanos? Okay. I do have one yeah. random question, Ben, that I don't know if you'll be able to answer. So you, after that intro, um, mm. a lot about how Bryce Harper, he's going to be coming back, you know, next week, the week after something like that way ahead of schedule. And it's a, it's a miracle. And I love that. And it's great. Do you know what is different about Bryce? Like, cause people say like, he's a dog. He's got that alpha mentality. Like, he's that built mean, different. Like, that, yeah. Like that doesn't mean anything. He's got bones of steel, like Wolverine. Yeah. <laughs> there's something that's different right now about Bryce Harper's rehab like he's doing this thing the Phillies are putting him in a hyperbaric chamber or whatever or is it just hey you lucked out whatever I, I think it's a little bit of Harper quite literally and I'm sorry to use this being built different I think that he's, he's a dog. freak athlete <laughs> I think he's just a freak athlete and I think he heals a little bit faster than normal we saw that with the broken finger last year came back like two to three weeks ahead of schedule maybe 10 to 15 percent faster than you'd expect um Part two of that is that medicine is just better than it's been for someone who's not going yeah. to throw, you know, Shohei Otani came back in something like six months after he had his surgery. So you expect, you know, the fastest recovery time ever from Tommy John is something like, you know, seven months. And as technology is getting better, obviously the recovery times are getting better. And I, I just think that when you combine those two things and you look at the Phillies also getting a little bit lucky you get a guy who can recover from Tommy John and come back to DH in four and a half, five months. It doesn't surprise me at all. I remember talking about this last year and being told by my publisher at Sports Illustrated, we have to say that he's going to come back after the All-Star break because that's what the Phillies are saying if he gets surgery after the postseason. And I, I got into a lot of arguments about that because I think that's ridiculous. He, right. he should be coming back, you know, right about now because we know what kind of athlete he is. We know that he heals faster and we know that medicine is getting better. So I'm, I'm not surprised at all. And frankly, I'd be a little bit disappointed if he did come back, you know, in late June, like the Phillies were saying, you know, all those months ago. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I get that. He's just built different. Ben, yeah. we've only got a couple of <laughs> minutes. True. You were nice enough to squeeze us into your Friday night. We appreciate that. Is there anything else you want to talk about before I bring up something unrelated that I want to talk to you about? The main thing was just the bullpen, and I got to bring that up right away. So, I mean, yeah. not really. I'm I'm very excited with where the Phillies are going, and I, I think we're we're in for a special season, fellas. I, you know what? One last thing. I'm very happy about the attendance uh, the past you know month at Citizens Bank Park. I feel like I've sort of been a crusader for the Phillies, and the, the Phillies, you should be watching the Phillies for the last, you know, 
10 years and right. especially when people haven't cared and i feel like i've had to uphold that and now mm-hmm. that people are coming back to the ballpark it really worried me that like oh god people are seeing people are coming back and seeing the phillies suck are they going to start leaving again but it, it feels good to be validated that the phillies are actually good this year so ethan go ahead uh, no you're good that. i think you're absolutely right but ben i do need to ask you about something that's completely unrelated well mm-hmm. it is phillies related but not this year you are the man behind nothing if not inconsistent which everyone oh. should go follow that is true. Anyway, I where this is going. Me and Tom spent <laughs> a night the other night just watching a bunch of your videos, obscure Phillies highlights, playoff stuff, whatever. It was great. It was a blast. Incredible time. I need to update all that stuff. I, I've been meaning to, you know, spend a week just going through my system and adding all like the two things from the last two years that well, uh, have happened. It's, it's that fantastic. I have and it's the best follow you can find on YouTube. But I have one particular thing <gasps> I want to ask you about. Ben. Yes. <laughs> we were sorry i'm laughing about it already we were watching a compilation of philly's walk-offs and there's one from like i don't know 2000 2001 2002 somewhere around there of a really young marlin bird crushing a mm-hmm. walk-off homer in the vet right yeah yeah i remember that one and he comes to home plate <laughs> and he jumps on home plate he's excited he just walked on walked it off he won the game is great jim tomey greets him nick punto all those guys and Todd Pratt comes in and just gives him like three shots, right? <laughs> yeah, I know exactly <laughs> what you're talking about. Like, dude. What was that? Like, I don't know. It. We were watching it, seeing ourselves laughing for like 25 minutes. Oh, she's, and Tom described it perfectly. He was like, What is this Todd Pratt blood loss? <laughs> yeah, it was like, like, Why like, is what? he just on him? Like, <laughs> do you have any context behind this? No, the, well, I think there's just like a base, baseball culture of someone, you know, hits a walk-off and you, you beat the piss out of him. Like, you remember Michael Franco, like, for a few years ago, whenever he hit a walk-off, he'd, like, run out to the outfield to get away from everyone because they'd all, you know, not quite <laughs> Todd Pratt, but, like, they'd be wailing on him. Well, yeah, that was the, the thing. thing was, like, like, you know, usually, yeah, when somebody hits a walk-off, when they do something great like that, obviously you're allowed to just beat the hell out of them for some reason. You but, just inflict physical harm. Yeah, like, usually they're like, you know, they rip his jersey off, you know, they push him around and stuff. This hey. is like, he touches home plate and Todd Pratt just hits him with, like, three quick shots to the kidney. And then all the all the other guys, like, pulled him off like like he was trying to start a brawl. I was like, dude, dude it what was the 2003, man. Ever... It was a different time. It was, it a was different the craziest era. thing I've ever seen in my life. I don't know. I, just I have no like, explanation. Because, like, I don't know how old you are, but I'm 26, so I was really young when that happened. And like, I was not watching, I can tell you. <laughs> you know, like, it was like, 2003. Like, what was like, there to watch, you know? Like, I'm wondering if, like, there was some sort of, like, story behind this or something. Like, Todd Pratt was just known for just attacking people. <laughs> like, like dude, it was the craziest thing ever. Todd Pratt, known hothead. <laughs> <laughs> I... I I wish I had an answer for you. I, I'd have to oh. talk to Todd Pratt. Do you do you have clubhouse access? Can we can we get like Michael oh. Todd Pratt on the horn? I wish. I, I you know it was something I was trying to get for a while with Sports Illustrated, and I've resigned myself to the fact that I'm probably not going to get it this year. I'm I work with you know the good fight on a limited basis, and I my main job is no longer in baseball. But uh, well, man, if, I, I want to ask. I want to sign you if up I ever get the chance to talk to if Todd. You, Pratt. Yeah, if you ever get access to any Phillies players, and you can get Todd Pratt or Marlon Bird, I want him here. <laughs> yeah, I can maybe get you Larry Boa. That, that that's about. Well, he would have been I, there, that. Would right? be actually. I would love that. Are you kidding me? Yeah, that would rule. I would love <laughs> maybe. Larry Boa. He yeah. called me in class once. 
in college yeah. when I was supposed to do an interview. That was this quite is the, a story for the next episode, unless you want yeah. to do well, another real, unless you want to do another meeting real fast and talk about. Uh, yeah, well, we'll we'll save for the next. We'll episode. save. We'll save on more. Yeah, All that, right. it's a teaser. Larry Boa ben, story. You got next like episode. Twenty seconds to plug everything you got going on. I uh, follow yourself. my Twitter, I guess. Ben H. Silver, Ben Silver. Check me out on the good fight. Um, and as always, check out uh, nothing if not inconsistent. If you want to see some old Phillies highlights, Todd Pratt. Oh! Yeah. Ben, this has been Todd awesome. Pratt. Thanks so much for coming on, man. Let's do another check in soon. Absolutely, as always, a pleasure, guys. All right, thanks, as ben. always. You're the best. Thank you, Ben. <laughs> thanks, Tom. Thanks, Ethan. Have a have a nice weekend. Thanks, dude. You too, guys. Let's all say a big the baseball podcast thank you to Ben for you know coming on this show you know really frankly wasting his time entirely coming on this show oh my gosh yeah he, <laughs> he could go on with people who a have like a big audience which would benefit him which which we do not have right, and yeah. also have like you know real things to say and like points to make we're just sure. here talking about Todd Pratt hitting people twenty years ago. Well, but that's that, that's what the masses really want to hear, you know. Mm, and he's listen, right. So, um, one thing that I did want to mention, as a Victus Sports employee, from time to time we get professional players coming through, you know, to vibe. And uh, I was confused initially as to why Matt Strom came to Victus because Matt Strom, as many will know, is a starting pitcher slash relief pitcher. Not the kind of guy who really needs to purchase baseball bats. So, and it turned out he was there for a for an undisclosed um, social media thing that was being filmed there. You know, I'll I'll let you guys find out when it comes out. But are you breaking he, a, a spot of news? No, I'm just um. You know what I'm doing? I'm teasing a spot of news. But yeah, uh, something Teasing. that I don't. I don't know if I've talked about it on the podcast, but I've talked about it with a lot of people. I'm sure we've talked about it. Um, if you play baseball at like, you know, the amateur level or whatever, or you just, you know, sometimes you just play around and go to the batting cage or whatever. It's really difficult to get a handle on like just what an, another planet major league baseball players are on. Just you how know? much better professional athletes are than you will ever be. Yeah. Like, like the level of good that they are, even like the worst players, is insane. It's unbelievable. And we have uh, we have a radar gun in the batting cage at Victus. So we have an exit velocity leaderboard, and we got out the pitching machine, and Matt Strom got in there, who has not picked up a bat in like eight, nine years, you know, since like his first year of college. Because, you know. Yeah, he probably he, hit a little bit in the majors with the Padres. Well, but he was a reliever. He probably hit like one. He started. He started for a little while. Did he start? Okay, but like Matt Strom, not a hitter. Okay, and if you watch Major League Baseball games and Matt Strom comes up to hit, he's not going to look good out there. He's going to look right. lost. Right. Matt Strom just casually walks into the cage and hits a hundred mile an hour line drive, <laughs> and like a hundred miles an hour. Is, is a rocket, right? For those of you who don't pay any attention to exit velocity, like 100 miles an hour is a really hard hit ball. For major leaguers, that's just a regular hard hit ball. But for like, if I hit a ball 100 miles an hour, I would I would be thinking about it for the rest of my life. So yeah, Matt Strom comes in and just immediately hits 100 miles an hour on the gun. The day after he pitched too, so he's probably sore as hell. And um, yeah, and you know what? We went in there, you know, everybody who worked there who wanted to also got to hit. 
and uh, I got to like 95, which is the bare minimum of a hard hit ball at the major league level. <laughs> Hey, I, I was I was there a couple of months ago with you, and I got up to a cool sixty-two. Yeah, Dude, after I like half I an hour, it, right? We had a rap soto in there, and I thought I crushed it. Right? I was like, "Dude, that's gone." And I looked at the iPad, and it was like ninety-four point nine. And I was like, "Well, <laughs> you know, this this is where we are now." But uh, yeah, so uh, Matt Strom came in. Uh, we ordered a bunch of Strombolis. <laughs> giddy up <laughs> and uh you know what it was a great time a great time was had by by at least m- some by many yeah matt and, was probably not enjoying himself uh i think he was because he he beat the other tom who works there on exit velocity by just a little bit and he wrote on his thing on the leaderboard he wrote suck it tom and then tom <laughs> went in there and got higher he got like 105 and he wrote suck it pastrami <laughs> <laughs> so you know there was a little rivalry going on it was what a good a fun time. place to work uh, well yeah you know listen i i'm willing to vouch for victus that it's a fun place to work and also all the people who worked all the other people who work there are incredibly attractive is this primarily my a, bosses is this where you give it an obligatory like well you know what we work hard we play hard too yeah like <laughs> So that actually reminds me of me and Brian, who you guys will know as our first guest alongside Nick Sikoris. Uh Me and Brian were on Wish.com, and we were looking at the like these hardcore shirts, and they were all the shirts that say, like, you know, I don't mind hard work. That's why I work it super fresh. And <laughs> if I wanted to do something easy, I'd call your mom. Yeah, and, dude, incredible. They have like <laughs> like skulls with wings coming out of them on the front. Uh, dude, I need one of those for Victus. Like, yeah. <laughs> we work hard, we play hard, and we get hard. <laughs> like, dude, these shirts are amazing. Uh, like, I got to get one. For like yeah, a company so, I don't so, work for, like Petco. So speaking, <laughs> speaking of amazing images, I'll put a picture uh, up. Oh, yeah. You guys have to hear about this. This is the greatest M- thing ever. MLB The Show is fantastic. I love playing it. And as, we, and as we spoke about with Kenny two episodes ago, <laughs> this, game, this year's game is great. And it's fixed a lot of the problems people have with 2022. And it's been a lot of fun. It's been very enjoyable. And they have World Baseball Classic stuff and Negro League stuff, and it's, it's awesome. And one of the things, MLB The Show a lot of times is behind the curve when it comes to video games and sports video games in particular. Because Madden and NBA 2K are these massive money machines, and they have these huge studios doing them, and MLB does not have that. They have like maybe like 50 guys working on it. And you know they don't have the same kind of budget, I guess, for lack of a better term, and manpower. And right. so one of the things that they've recently that they put in for this year's game, which has been, in, I know, in NBA since like 2015 or something like that. Yeah, but I remember finally, you doing this in, yeah, I did it in, in NBA. NBA a long time ago. But but they just they just put this in, and it's cool. They put in a face scan feature. And basically what you do is, um, it's kind of, remember the iToy, Tom, <laughs> from PlayStation? Yeah, yeah, it's like kind of like connect. that, where you could, yeah, you can take a picture of yourself and you put it on your guy and it looks like it. Because nobody really wants to sit through like all the options of like nose depth, ear point, like nobody cares. Uh, and well, so they, well, yeah, hey, I'm don't sure speak somebody for cares. everyone. But they you know? sort of just roll with like the generic like looking player most of the time. I think most people do. But now you can face scan, right. you can play as yourself. It's really cool. It's great. Here's Instead the of Joe though. Random, 
here's the difference. And I'm only speaking out of my own opinion or my own experiences. I mean, okay. When I, when I played NBA, I think it was 2K15 that I faced my game, maybe 2K17, something like that. And what, what I did was I downloaded the app and it said, okay, go to the face scan feature. I went to the face scan feature and it, it had you do, look, it had you put your phone here and then you moved all the way around and you moved this way and then you moved up and you moved down and it took pictures of your like entire head basically, put right. that in the game and it generated a, a head for you. So it would look like you and it looked pretty good. Like it, it you know what they don't want you do? They don't want you just putting the most flattering angle in there. They're like, no, nah, we need them well, all. But it's also like that's how it's realistic. That's how they get like your cheekbones and like the structure head and everything. And it's pretty good. And it looked like me. And it was um, unfortunately for this character, it looked like me. And it was great. Right. MLB, on the other hand, has you just take a picture head on and you just do this and you line your face up in the little outline and then you and then you right. take your picture. And that's it. And it's like, you don't I like smile. that face. Yeah. It's like, don't smile. Don't <laughs> wear like, jewelry. So you're just sitting there like, and then you take your picture and it's great. It's and like here's getting your thing. driver's license. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'll put up a couple of pictures. So when it first showed up, it was just a bald head and it was really like freaky because it didn't have any facial hair. It didn't have any, you know, like, you know, hair. No, no, no. And wait, 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 wait. The head shape is different. Quick interjection. This thing nailed his mustache. It absolutely <laughs> nailed it. The rest of it looked like a cave troll from Lord of the Rings. Cause it was just, <laughs> it was Ethan, but just shaved. It was wild. It was wild. But so I'll put up that picture and it was kind of weird. And it looked like a bowling ball and it was strange. And then I added the hair and they had a hair that's pretty close to mine. And I put that in and everything. And I put in like some stubble and I was like, okay, we're getting there. And I sat down, my wife sat here and I was like, okay, what do you think of the nose? Do I put it in a little, you know, whatever. And we kind of worked on it for like 15, 20 minutes and we got pretty close. And so from the head on, I'll put, a, I'll put up a picture of the head on angle and you can see it. And you're like, oh, okay, that looks like you. It's pretty close. Like whatever. That's cool. They face scan. And then there's a profile, you know, yeah. you, can, you can change it that way. It it's me. It looks exactly like me. It's wild. Yeah, it's I was unbelievable. I was on the phone with him while he was doing this, right? And he's sitting there, and they're going through it. And his wife is like, "No, you the bridge of your nose. You got to send it in more." And then it, all of a sudden, he just goes, "Oh, it looks like me. I hate it, <laughs> dude. It's true. It looks like, and especially like the profile, like this." It looks exactly like me. It's horrifying. And it, like, I'm not attractive. That's why it's so horrifying. And I guess the other thing about it too is like when you, when you put in your generic player, it makes him like, I don't know, like six foot, six, two, something like that. Like baseball players are pretty big and like right. 210 pounds, 200 pounds, 190 pounds, something like that. Right. It gives like him a, an athletic a, build, a, a big athletic guy. And then you can select different uh, body types. So there's like, huh, there's like buff, normal husky which is a guy a little chubby and they're fat and so right. i always would just go with that's the generic for your bartolo cologne types <laughs> right i always would just go with the generic guy so it'd be like buff six to 185 pounds whatever there's just a big strapping guy and whatever right cool. like you and so i put in this thing and this thing's me and it looked exactly <laughs> like me put on this really athletic body and i was like well that can't do like that's not how that works yeah that's so i made realistic. it i made it five ten, <laughs> which i'm like five nine and three quarters so i made it five ten. how do and you know I your height like, that precisely uh the doctor told me that pretty recently but so dude that's so, like <laughs> that's like no, no 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 i'm not i'm not six feet i'm uh i'm five eleven and three quarters so i just rounded yeah. up for for yeah. for tinder purposes like every guy i'm proud of the extra inch but yeah, I, uh, true. yeah but so i go true. down and i make him like 510 and he's a little shorter and i'm like okay that looks better and then i go to the weight and it's like 195 or whatever 
And I'm like, well, that's not me. Like, so I just, so it's a slider. So I just go, you know, you don't type it in. You just move the slider up. So I just go right. and go and go and go oh. and go. And it gets up to like 240 something pounds. And then it resets and it goes all the way down to like 160. Like that's the highest you can go. And I was like, <laughs> okay, I guess I'm only 240 pounds. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> now, how are you going to do Bartolo Cologne if you can only go up to 240? I guess the game developers can change things. I don't know. Um, but Disgusting. anyway, but anyway, so he's like five nine, five ten, and like two forty with obviously the fat build, and so it's just this sort of like kind of looking guy. I'll put up a picture <laughs> of the full body, and it's pathetic because it looks like me. Like that's the worst part. Like that's like, and and here's the only other thing because I was talking to my wife and I was like, "What do you think? Like, do I need to take the arms in? Do I need to change like the spine length?" And she was like, "I don't know. Who cares?" And then she. I like turned him around and she went, Oh, wait a minute. Your butt is flat. And I was like, what? And she goes, that guy has like a regular butt. Your butt has to be completely flat. Yeah. You, you need to have the, the <laughs> shelf. You need to have a yeah, washboard. Exactly. Like my, yeah. Like my butt is just completely flat. You, know, just, I was like, you okay. don't have, you don't have washboard abs. You have washboard butt. <laughs> <laughs> washboard butt. And so, 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 so this guy is me. And then, so I put him in the game and I start my road to the show. Right. And it has, and look, you know, you play as a baseball player, so 90% of the time he's in a baseball uniform. But in the beginning of your road in the show, he, like, gets drafted, and he's on the phone with the GM and everything, and he's right. in a suit. And it's this fat guy, like, dude, like talking <laughs> to the GM. And it's me, dude. Like, I have these wedding pictures of me in a gray suit like that, and my gut's just hanging out, and I'm like, you know, like, dude, it's pathetic. It's, we it's, also, and, and you can't post this, we also have a picture of him out of his wedding suit. <laughs> <laughs> because this is a little bit of it going into the weeds, but on Ethan's wedding day, he opened up, he he basically unboxed the entire suit and like the shirt and everything that day, and we're we're in there right, because like I was a groomsman, like me and Brian and like his brother and everything, and we're in there, and he takes the shirt out and it's still in the bag, <laughs> folded up. <laughs> And I've never gotten married before. Got, I don't know how to it's, do this. It's got like a grid from being full. <laughs> and we're like, dude, you better yeah, keep your jacket closed. I didn't iron it or anything. It was. Oh great. wait a minute! But I, wait. I also forgot to bring socks. <laughs> oh yeah. So my cousin Josh, our cousin Josh, uh, had like an extra pair of socks. So I have these like neon green socks on. Dude, this, this was incredible. It's hysterical. I also do. I also don't know how to tie a tie. So like somebody had to tie my tie. Well, I grew up oh, well, with that. How I grew up with that. Sad. How how would I know how to tie a tie? Like I don't know how to tie a tie. So somebody was like tying my tie. It was like so, so pathetic. Yeah. But okay. So. So your your road to the show play, right? He was not getting married. He was getting drafted, looking like he was getting married. <laughs> and uh dude, dude I just I, I have to say so Ethan sends me the first one, right? The one that, that he didn't do any edits on. And he's like, dude, look at how cursed this is. And he sends it over and he's like, dude, that, uh, like what is this thing thinking? And I'm looking at it and I'm like I'm like, you know. If you put the hair and the facial hair on this, I think it's going to be pretty close. <laughs> it is cursed, but like most people would look cursed, just completely shaved, right? It's terrifying. So, so he he all. goes in and he starts doing the work, and it's like, oh no, it's all coming together. <laughs> it's terrible. It looks like I mean the head on isn't a hundred percent. Like it's like ah, oh, it's pretty close. Like that's a lot better than I could ever 
you know, do just messing with the sliders, but like, it's not quite me, but the side profile is 100%. Like they absolutely nailed it. You know, it's better than some of the face scans of like real players. <laughs> it is, like, dude. It's hard. I think uh, I think some of the Japanese players in the game have some face scans where it's like, uh, okay, yeah, no, I'm sure that's Kensuke Kondo. You know, apologies for the pronunciation. Again, we're revisiting the whole pronouncing Japanese people's names. I'm sorry, Mister Kondo. We uh. We made you some baseball bats recently. I hope you like them. And uh, I'm sorry that I don't know how to pronounce anything in Japanese. <laughs> but um, yeah is is there anything else that you want to bring up mm. in this in this free time? Frankly, this is this is really kind of a yeah, Friday it, fun we're day. Play, we're playing with house money right now, especially because the for Phillies real. are playing on the Phillies are on Apple TV Plus, which. I'm not paying for another subscription service just to watch like five games. Same thing with Peacock. So like, I guess right. I'm not watching the Phillies tonight. I, Peacock uh, I told... is such a service that you just have a friend who has it. I don't. He's go, Yo, let me get your password. I don't have friends. Okay, well that would be an obstacle, <laughs> but you know, other than that, maybe, it, maybe normally, I should hit on my brother. Um, it's kind of like a, like a boat, like Peacock, like Paramount Plus are all like a boat. The best way to have Paramount Plus is to just have a friend who has Paramount Plus. Yeah, is to, to borrow it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, I, uh, and you know what? Yeah, but, For but Disney I'm, Plus, I'm that guy. Yeah, that's true. That's yeah. true. Well, that's how I am with MLB TV. For years, I give everybody my MLB TV. That's true. Yeah, but that you I, don't um, pay for. So don't pat yeah, yourself on the back too hard. Well, I pay the phone bill when it comes with the phone. So, like, fine. Oh, wow. Um, Yo, how generous are you paying your own phone bill? You know what? <laughs> Tom's like, somebody's a little snippy. Yeah, you know what? You know what I have to say to that? Not that there's anything wrong with that. Yeah, so, so speaking of somebody's a little snippy, that's something that gets bandied oh. about in my workplace a lot, that sentence. And it's from a guy oh. named named John Wagner who I work with, and I want okay. to give John shout Wagner out. a shout. I want to give John Wagner a shout out. He's he's nineteen, I think. He's a young man, handsome, Allegedly. handsome, handsome devil. Oh. And and he's I started working with him on in the past six months, something like that. And it, kind of, it came up minutes. somehow. Yeah, it came up somehow that I had a podcast and that I'm into baseball and stuff. And he was like, you know. I caught a couple of random – I mean, I'll get him on here to tell the story. But he was like, you know, I, I caught a couple of random, like, Phillies games last year. I watched a little bit of the World Series. And it was cool, but I've never really been into baseball. But I've been thinking I should get into it. And I was like, start watching, dude. Like, what the heck? Go ahead and watch it. And he was like, okay. And that happens a lot where people are like, oh, I should check that out, you know, whatever. And then, you know, they lose sight of it. And whatever. And I do that with things all the time, too. Right, yeah. John Wagner – Shit, man. Like, he'll come in, like, he'll text me all the time and just be like, how about this Phil's game? Or, like, how about Aaron Nola tonight? Or whatever. And he'll come into work and just be like, like, he came in today and he was like, what a comeback. And I'm like, man, you are watching the Phillies. And here's the important part, though, because I'm very proud of John. He's in, he's getting into baseball. It's terrific. I love it. Right. But I want to give him a shout-out specifically for this reason. I told him I had a podcast and everything. He's like, oh, that's cool. And I was like, here's the thing, though. I was like, we kind of get off in the weeds about baseball stuff and baseball around the world and everything. And you know what I mean? Like, if you're not that into baseball, it's probably, you're probably going to be bored. And he was like, no, I'll check it out. He'll text me all the time and be like, I love this guy, Sean Spradling, that you had on. I love this guy, Gabriel Rinconis, that you had on. And he sent me a picture yesterday or the day before or something. And he was like, morning class got canceled. And then he sends me a picture, and it's his laptop in front of him with a cup of coffee with our faces on there. Like, like just like a screenshot from one of our episodes. And he's like, starting my morning off right. And I was like, John Wagner, super what fan a, John Wagner. Yeah. What a guy. 
Um, you know what so I have to I say to that? Said. I say, I look at that and I say that John Wagner was doing this. He was going. I'm trying to help you out. Get you something started. And that was terrible. You like getting there. Like that was like watching somebody like kick a puppy. But I no, that was end. like watching somebody fall down the stairs and then they, they land <laughs> standing up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but I bring this up, though, because John Wagner, he's getting into baseball. He knows some of the Phillies now. But, uh, you know, he, he's not really gonna be able to do like Melvin Mora or, you know, that kind of thing. Or uh, Elmer descends because like he hasn't really been into baseball. And that's perfectly fine. John Wagner is a big football fan. And I was Ooh. I was huge on football for a long time. I don't watch as much anymore, but I still like it. And same thing with you, Tom. Like we were both huge into football as kids. Mm-hmm. I say, and we've talked about this, but I want our fans' opinions. I say we have a football crossover episode with John Wagner. We play, it's not Elmer descends, Tom. You want to tell them what it's called? Uh, what's it called? <laughs> So originally this game was called Artist Hicks and it's the same rules. You just think of the most yeah. random. Yeah. Artist unru- Hicks was the most random football player that we thought of. That was the name of the but game then, until then. So I don't even really watch that much football, but I still have these names just filter into my consciousness from, from time to time, like Jericho Cotchery. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, Stuart Bradley. So I just shoot some off to Ethan from time to time. But like, oh, Kiko Alonso, you know, like, uh, St. Antonio Holmes. But one of the ones that I sent, I sent Jaquay Thomas, right? And I looked it up because I was like, no, 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 no. I have to stop you right there because you texted me and you said Jaquay Thomas. No, Jaquay Parker. I don't right, know which. Yeah. I- and then you specifically, you were like, whichever one was an eagle. And then I looked it up <laughs> and it was, and I forget which, but it was like Jaquay Parker, parentheses, known as Jaquay Thomas from this period of time. And I was yeah, like, and, wait a minute. Uh, you got <laughs> both of them. Like, I was like, you could not only got a random <laughs> eagle, you got both of his names. Like, that's unbelievable. <laughs> so the game's now called Jaquay Thomas. and uh... Or, or Jaquay Parker. Yeah, yeah, it's it's interchangeable. That's the amazing part Which, about whichever it. you prefer. Um, so but I'm time... excited to do a little Jaquay Parker with John Wagner yeah. because we're also different eras. Like I was huge into football in like 2004, like the Donovan McNabb To era, and then I slowly mm. filtered off. Like I still watched it a lot, and then around like middle school, like 08, 09, I started getting less into it. And now I right. sort of like I catch a game sometimes, and I like it, and like I sort of know who the Eagles have, but like I'm not that into it. But like, dude, I like you give me like 2005, I can give you like Leroy Glover all day. Yeah, John Wagner's he's like yeah, John Wagner's like seven years younger than I am. So he's coming in and he's being like, How about that? Can it pick it? That's another thing. We do the Southern Bell voice all the time. But he'll come yeah. in and be like, Yeah, and he has all these guys that are like way more recent. They're like, I don't know. You know what I mean? And so he'll right. be like, How about like bad example? Like, how about Zach Ertz? And like in my mind, that's not old. But to him, that's old because he was young. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah. I think like the, the, the generation gap is awesome. So we should have Garrett on actually. And I think about it with him too, because yeah. Garrett works with us. This is, this is what we do at work. Like me and John and Garrett and our boss, Anthony, who's a big football fan. Like I'll literally just sit around and be like, how about Dallas Clark? What's that doing for you? And then we'll just, you know what I mean? We'll just keep doing it. Now so. I just imagine the, the equivalent of the Zach Ertz thing in baseball would be like, like me going like oh kent to colby and then my dad's like dude he ain't around like yeah what kent Kent to colby rules which that is true but you know he's not somebody i think about regularly 
as opposed to you know maybe somebody like that would be somebody that i think about um, arguably at all times and what better um, way to and what better way to end it we're just spinning well, actually I, I want to run this by you we don't have to do this oh, yeah. but um go ahead. Go ahead. one of our future guests you know a, a gentleman who goes by the name many call him jim sharkey uh recommended mm. a game in our group chat today which is called mike zagurski hell <laughs> the group chat's called that not this game yeah the, the game does not have a name yet because this is a new game uh the this game it's like elmer wait wait wait, wait 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 save it for when he's on let him break it down you know what that's a good call yeah new game incoming yeah guys tune in you know when uh when sharky comes on the podcast you know which... should we play a quick game we got like five minutes yeah but which game we're gonna uh you know what well, well i want to do melvin mora but let's do melvin mora starting lineup only unless well, the bench I, names I are amazing say, i was gonna say i don't know if we talked about this I have a game in mind called Mark Belanger, which the whole idea is you have to name the all-star who was like least deserving of being an all-star because Mark Belanger was an all-star a bunch of years with like a 68 OPS plus. And so I really like the idea of just naming guys who were just not good. You know what I mean? Who, who were all-stars. I don't have anybody in mind for that though. I mean, I didn't really nice. have any either. That's why I wanted to do it. But all right, Melvin Moore, who do you want to do? You want, you give it to me. I've been to Melvin Mora or most times. Okay. All right. All right. Let's do. I'm gonna Sorry, give what you, I meant to say was give it to me, Daddy. I'm going to give you the – let's do the 2014 Rockies. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> I said we only all had right. a little bit of time. <laughs> all right. Okay, uh, catcher, catcher. Right. Wait, wait, let me let me try off the top of my head. Okay, uh, so you Clark, should get a decent Clark number goes, of these. Cargo's still there. LeMay Hughes there. Okay, yes, Tool, and yes. Tulo's still there. He wasn't a Blue Jay yet. Yeah, How this about, is this is that year that Tulo had an entire season in September. Yeah, Charles Blackman, of course. <laughs> yes, Chuck Blackman is here. How about Chris Iannetta? No, Chris Iannetta has been replaced. All right. Oh, how about Tony Walters? Yeah, that's a good guess either way. It is, but I do not see any Tony all right, Walters. All right, all right. All right. Uh, you know this catch. This guy was like a power-only guy. Give me Willian Rosario. Yes. Yep. Is that it? Yeah. <laughs> right. Nailed All right. Um, how about Ben Paulson? Uh, he is here, but he's not the starting first baseman. With, but that's a great mustache. pick, though. Um, All right. That's so a great cool pick. Is it short? Uh, thir- oh, I didn't get first base yet. Uh, was it? Was he with Ben Paulson first base? No, 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 he's the backup. Was this, this the first Mark baseman? Reynolds year? No, I think that okay. was later. This right. first baseman, ha- I think this was his last good year. Justin he, Morneau. He, yeah. Oh, wow, oh, yeah, nailed it. By no, extension, Michael, Kada- Michael Kadire. Yeah, Michael Kadire, all-time nice. great dad of baseball. Nice. I like how they just got a couple broken-down twins to have career years, and they still didn't go anywhere. Um... um Michael All right, Kadir had a career forty nine games. Well, I didn't. He win a batting title out there, or was that more? No, 
Uh, well, I think he did, but not that year. Because he hit okay. 332 that year, but he only played 49 games. Okay. Um, Who, okay, so, so you got Rosario, you got Morno, you got Tulo, you got Chuck Blackman. Oh, wait. Was Jason Giambi on this team? Or was that like 2013, 2012? Uh, I think. No, he's not. All right. Nope. Third base. Third base. You know who this is. Oh, Arenado. Arenado. Yeah. It's um, an easy one. Am I missing any outfielders? Yeah, you need the center fielder and the left fielder. Blackman's Cargo only played 70 games. Cargo was bad this year. Blackman's not the center fielder? No, he's the right fielder. Although okay. I don't know if that's actually true. That's just where they have him listed. But the, the guy Fowler, they have in center maybe? field played 132 games. Dexter Fowler's a great guess, but that is not it. Okay. This guy um, sucked. Really that's bad. That's not helpful. Um, <laughs> I will give you... A, a hint. Um, this guy was a Reds prospect. Drew Stubbs? Yes. Wow. All right. And then the left fielder. Real fast. How about how about um face? Charlie Culverson. He is there. Nice. Can I, wait, a, can I rate go ahead, go ahead. I was gonna say with a five forty four OPS. <laughs> Ooh, Charlie Culverson. <laughs> Yikes. Do you know he's Native American? That's not relevant, but now you have it. Wow. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, listen, you heard it here first. <laughs> yeah, there's a couple of those. Ryan Helsley. Um, Michael Chavis. Go ahead. Um, no, you're not guessing right. these guys, right? Because Michael Chavis came up like three years ago. No, I was telling you Native American guys. Okay. Um, all right. All right. Okay. Okay. Uh, left field. Um, this guy had a actually a really good year this year i think this dude was a product of course because he was never really this good after he left the rockies we don't have left, a lot of time you gotta help left-handed hitter um former philly philly's great hmm. he was net uh he had one he had two good years on the Rays after being a rocky I think this guy was like mostly DH later. In when his was career. he a Philly? Was he a Philly before or after? He was a Philly in 2019. Hmm. I don't know. Lefty. Uh, uh, he has a name where you have to, you would have to bleep the first syllable of it. Oh, Corey Dickerson. <laughs> there you go. That was a great hit. <laughs> Corey Dickerson. Uh, all right. How yeah. about the rotation real fast? Uh, Ubaldo was gone. Um, yeah, no Ubaldo Jimenez. This was before, like, Senzatella and Herman Marquez. Uh, yes. Yeah, John, no, I was gonna say. John Gray, maybe? I don't feel confident about that. No, I don't see any John Gray. I do. I see one name on here that I Dude. remember who would be an absolute winner in Elmer Descends. Trying to guess Rockies pitchers is just a nightmare. Yeah, um, because all these guys were terrible. You, you know, I think you know four of these guys. You just, you know, it's like, oh, well, you have to think of them. The first guy is kind of a Rockies lifer. He was sort of like always the number two on the Rockies. It's not like Jeff Francis, is it? No, like, no, no, no. But I think he was on that team. What's uh Franklin Franklin Della? You're you're uh, on to something. Jorge De La Rosa? Yes, there you go. Wasn't and you were on to something oh, with Franklin Morales is the other there one. There you go. 
Yeah, um, see, you're, you're cruising. You like how Franklin Della Morales? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, you, you merged them. This is like Dragon Ball. They're League. another one. Like, they're like the Infante Prado thing. Like, they're just the same person in my mind. Right. Um, um, so this dude is an ex-Astro. Uh, Bud Norris. He has never been good, but somehow this dude has hung on for years as a pitcher in the majors. He is currently on the Royals. That is not helpful. <laughs> um, he was on the year? Orioles last year. This guy sucks. I have no idea how this dude's been in the league for 13 years, but, you know. Really fast. Is Tyler Madzek on this team? Yes. Oh, I didn't think we were going to get him. What? Um, I remember him being a terrible reliever. The fifth um, guy on this rotation you should get. I think he, I, you would either remember him as a Rocky or a Pirate. He has a Wait, weird a first name. Jeff Carstens? Well, that's not a weird first name. No. no, no, no. Kip Wells? Um, yeah, that's a that's a good guess. <laughs> a pe- wait. Uh, uh, wait, I'm still hung up on this Orioles guy. Hold on. I, I just I have to report. I just gave out misinformation. I don't know why I remember this guy being on the Pirates, because he was never on the Pirates. <laughs> wow. Well, then I'm, why am I saying Jeff Carstens and Kip Well? <laughs> what other team was Dude, he I can see this guy in a Pirates uniform. What uh, what team would I know him as? A Rocky. That's the only team you're going to remember, because he's not he remarkable. Was starting, he was a starting pitcher? Uh, he was pretty decent on the Padres and the Brewers like four or five years ago. He's back on the Rockies as of last year. He's bad. Oh, Yuli Shasin. Yeah, there you go. Why do I remember him as a pirate? He's never a pirate. That just happens. Like, every once in a while, I think a guy is, like, left-handed who's not. Like that. Yeah. Wait, wait. Who's um, the Orioles guy? This is bothering me. It's a, He was an Oriole, an Astro. This dude is from, like, the Tommy Manzella terrible Astros era. Ooh. Like, he might have worn the old uniform. I like Pretty sure he did. I want to say, like, Scott Feldman, but I know that's wrong. No. I don't don't really know. He had... It's not Bud Norris? No. I don't know (laughs) how to get get this guy other than that. (laughs) Dude, he's only 32? So he came up really young? He came up when he was 20, and he was bad, to be clear. This guy didn't have a good season until he was 27. (laughs) Where was that? That was in 11 games for the Brewers. Actually, his full (laughs) season wasn't good. I have to hide partial rows. I don't know, dude. His first season was in 2019. It's Jordan Lyles. Dude, you could have given me a thousand guesses. I was not yeah. George. I mean, like that makes perfect sense now that you say it. But like, right. I was, I was not getting George Miles. Yeah. That, All dude, right, that. we only got a couple minutes. Are there any other names that that I? Yeah, you could probably bold? get. You could probably get like four or five of these bullpen guys. Probably even more if we had all the time in the world. You know who who's on here? Who made two appearances? One wait, of the most. Want to, wait, 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 wait. Do you want to start another meeting really fast? Just like five minutes, just to finish it out. How, how much time do we have? No, speed run right. the bullpen. Throw all out right. some names. John Axford. No. The, okay, That's this guy, lifer. Brian Shaw. Um, lifer bullpen pitcher on like a million different teams. And we always laugh when we talk about this guy. Matt Albers, Mike Dunn. Uh, no, you, I think you would Matt remember Belisle. him as a brewer. 
Matt Belisle. No. Oh, well, he is on there. Matt Belisle is on there. But Um, this is the closer, and I think you would remember him as a brewer. Tom Wilhelmson. No. That's a great guess. (laughs) That is a good guess. That's more of a Mariner's name. You like I keep declaring myself good guesses? Jim Well, you're generally right. Who did you say? No. Remember him? I do. (laughs) Um, I don't know. You're going to have to start giving him to me. A guy who was on the USA team this year. Nick Martinez? No. Oh, Dan, uh, this year, Daniel Bard? No. no. He was a Red Sox. No, he, uh, a guy who was effective. No it, I think this dude is also like a, a Rockies lifer in a lot of ways. He was on the Yankees, and now he's on the Mets. Give it to me. Does the name Adam Adamovino? There you go. Um, the closer. Do, should I just give it to you? Let me let me let me give me one Wait, guess. One more reliever. What is going on? Rex Brothers. <laughs> Wait, give me the give try and give me the closer really quick. Um I got nothing else other his his name is like a regular name, but it has a syllable added at the front of it. Brewers guy? Yeah. Right or left handed? Right. Uh American, he was on Hispanic, the, Asian. He was on the Twins for a long time. He's American. Is he active? I don't think so, but let me check. No, he retired eight years ago. Oh. Uh, this Hawkins. guy actually wasn't really that bad. He wasn't all that good. What? Troy Hawkins. Yeah. Nailed it. <laughs> it took me forever. I know. Right. That, well, give, he's a hard one. Give me, give me another good name or two, and then let's, let's go. Last couple names: um, Johan Flande. I definitely forgot. No, but he he's a good uh, Elmer Descends guy. Juan Nicasio. Oh, Philly's great. Yeah, Tyler Chatwood. Oh. Jair Jurgens. Oh, can Boom. I give you one last name? Yeah. Bruson. Who? R-U-S-I-N. What's a Chris Rusin? Yeah. No, but you know uh, who is on here. He was the oh, him got... and Tyler Chatwood were my Infante Prado thing. Yeah, we you got Jair Jurgens, you got Wilton Lopez, nice. you got Brett Anderson, Ooh. um, Michael McHenry, Jordan Pacheco. Oh, this team's so bad. <laughs> Jason Pridey. But all right, we got less than a minute. And you know what that means, guys. Well, wait, really fast. Let's wait, let's 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 plug our let's plug ourselves. Follow us on Twitter at the Baseball Pod Two, and email us at the Baseball Podcast at gmail And as always, everybody, His name is Dan and we'll see you next time.